0: Listening to Friendlier, the podcast for friends who love to talk, read, and eat. I'm Sarah. And I'm Abby. Today we're going
1: to share a day in our lives, but first, let's catch up on life lately. What's new with you, Sarah?
0: I have some less than pleasant news to share, which is that some sort of rodent animal is running through our ductwork at night. Oh my gosh. I actually did not realize this was happening. And Neil started to tell me and say, Have you been noticing? I was like, Nope, haven't noticed anything. He's like, Hmm, should I tell you? Should I not tell you? <laughs> Because I sleep so heavily at night. I don't hear our kids when they wake up. I don't hear animals running through our ductwork and up to our vent in our room. (laughs) They can't come in. They're stuck underneath the house. Uh But there's a hole and we know where the hole is that they're coming in. And then I guess they're just having fun running throughout the tunnels there. (sighs) Neil's been having a hard time sleeping once he hears them and has to keep reminding himself they cannot come and crawl over my face. They are stuck underneath the floor. But still a little bit freaky to be hearing that and have spent the weekend exploring how we can plug up that hole and potentially try and catch any animals that are still in there. Mm -hmm. Can update in the future. Right now, it is a fingers crossed situation.
1: So do you think they're just coming in at night and if you patch the hole during the day, they're not like hanging out in there?
0: I think so because we haven't been hearing them during the day. Uh Uh-huh. But we set a trap to catch them where they could come up through one vent with a large container over it (sighs) in case there is something there because we don't want something dying in the ductwork of our house. Yes, totally. (laughs) What is new with you?
1: I want to share about Blue Land, which is a company whose products I've been using for a while now several months. This company's goal is to eliminate plastic. Mm-hmm. So you can buy little tabs for things that just dissolve in water. So you can buy hand soap tabs or counter spray tabs. And we already had soap dispensers. So we just got the little hand soap tabs which was really good early in the pandemic too when you couldn't find hand soap anywhere. You put warm water in your dispenser that you already have and then you put the tabs in and then it fizzes and dissolves oh, kind of like okay. Alka-Seltzer or something. Yes. <laughs> and then it makes an awesome soap. And so I've done both the soap and the countertop spray so far. They have other cleaning things like I think there's a glass one. There might be a toilet one. I don't know. But it's awesome. They come in like a little paper packet. Mm-hmm. In a paper mailer, they're pretty committed to the low plastic thing, and I'm into it.
0: I love it. I have not heard of this, and I am intrigued. Send me your promo code if you have one.
1: (laughs) So I have a referral link, but it only works if you buy a kit, which if you already have a bottle, you don't need the kit. Ah, yes. They have bottles and kits and things, but I just Mm -hmm. use bottles that we had already. So you've just done the refills. Yeah, exactly. Got it. Now let's talk about what we've been reading. What's your latest read, Sarah?
0: I finished Ask Again Yes by Mary Beth Keene. This was a book club book. It is a novel that follows two families in a New York suburb from the 1970s to present day, and it alternates between many different perspectives. I watched an interview with the author after I read it, Mm. and she described it as what would have happened had Romeo and Juliet survived and had to navigate everyday life, families that hate each other, marriage 20 years in, (laughs) etc. Yeah. Which was an interesting perspective to have on the novel. I loved the ending. I felt fairly neutral towards the book. I enjoyed it when I was sitting down to read it, but it isn't one that I would have raved about. And then getting to the ending, I just found it to be so poignant, wrapping up the whole experience in such a satisfying way that I feel much more fondly toward the book than I did a chapter before that. Huh. And I can't think of another book that that has happened to me with, that usually the ending brings it down. I have never had this where I felt so much better at the end than I did during the rest of it. It's
1: really interesting because I think if you're going along reading it feeling kind of meh, Mm -hmm. then it has to take something amazing to average that out. Yes. So it sounds like that's what happened here.
0: (laughs) It did. I also switched halfway through from reading a physical copy to listening to it. Mm. And I think overall, I enjoyed the listening experience better. Mm. That with the pacing and the changing of who we were following, that it worked better with somebody else doing that work for me. Yeah. What I didn't love was that so many of the characters were emotionally closed off, which I think was partially commentary on how mental health issues in the past were really swept under the rug and not talked about Mm. and that that has changed over the decades and showing Mm -hmm. this long span of time and seeing what was happening in the 70s and 80s compared to the present. But I found it hard to relate to those characters. I have so many feelings that following these characters that seemed to keep that all inside in this way that made it really hard for me to relate to them. Hmm. I would recommend it, especially the audio, but this won't be a top book of the year. But if you're intrigued by how much I like the ending, you should go for it. (laughs) (laughs) What have you been reading?
1: I recently listened to Dry by Augustine Burroughs. This is a memoir about Augustine, who's an alcoholic, and his friends, his time in rehab, and the work of getting and staying sober. I picked this book up because I had two different friends Recommend his memoirs, and one recommended this one specifically. And then another friend was like, I just love all his memoirs. So (laughs) I'll give this a try. I've been listening to audiobooks on my walk, and so I needed something. And I am really glad that I did. This is not a book I think that I would typically pick, Mm -hmm. but it had a good pace, interesting story. He deals with really heavy topics, but with lightness. Hmm. He's not flippant about things, but it's also not super dark and depressing, despite the content being pretty intense. Right. And I don't know much about addiction, but I really appreciated learning about it from his perspective and experience. And I feel like I know more after reading this book. Nice. So I would recommend it. The audiobook is read by him, which is always nice in a memoir. And like I said, it can be kind of intense. There is some stuff in there about child abuse, and there is a friend of his that has HIV, and those bits are especially hard, but for me, it was still worth the read. Today, we're going to talk about a day in our lives, and this would be the pandemic edition. (laughs) We haven't done an episode like this since 2018, and with everything going on, we thought it would be fun to share the details of a specific day. This specific day was September 15th, which was a Tuesday. So let's start with the
0: morning. I woke up at 6, which is much earlier than I usually get up. But I had a few days the previous week where I slept much too late. Mm. And that morning rush of getting everyone where they needed to go did not feel great. So it has been on my goals list to wake up earlier. But this was a I couldn't sleep issue, not a I'm so excited to be awake at 6 situation. I spent time reading. I was reading Ask Again Yes then because I had book club later in the week to discuss it and drank some breakfast tea. Neil got up around the same time and did his own morning routine, which does not really intersect with mine in any way. We are both very quiet in the morning and don't talk to each other at all, which I think is how we both like it. He left for work A little after seven, as this was one of the two mornings a week that he's currently going into the office, the rest Mm. of the time he is working from home. After I had read for a little bit, I started making lunches for the kids and got myself dressed and ready before they woke up. Usually the mornings that I am going into work, Neil drops the kids off at school Mm. to make my morning a little bit easier, but he can't do that on the day that he is also going into work. Around 7.30, I open the kids' curtains and start talking to them to get them moving in the direction of being awake. Both of them have had trouble adjusting to needing to be somewhere by 9. And I've gone back and forth between trying to let them sleep as late as possible so they can have sleep because I value it so much, but this year I am on the we-really-need-more-time To be able to sit on the couch and stare out the window, if that is what a child needs, (laughs) Mm -hmm. the, well, we only have 20 minutes, doesn't work well for anyone, and we all leave in a really bad mood. So even though they don't want to get up early, it has been better to have more time. Mm -hmm. They got up, and after some sitting and staring out of the window, they got dressed, brushed their teeth, and had breakfast. That morning, they both wanted to open a box of activities that we had received from our church. So I had them get ready first, and then I told them the story. There's little pieces that you use to illustrate the story as you go through. Mm. So I told them the story, and then they did a couple different activities with that. One thing I've started doing is using a timer to show them how much time they have left before we have to be leaving for school. Mm. In the past, I've set a timer, and it's been more of a, you need to be done before this goes off. Which doesn't sound that different from what I'm doing, but it feels really different. Mm. It's more of, I am setting this with plenty of time. There is 55 minutes on said timer, and you can use that time however you want, but in 55 minutes is when we leave. Mm. Where before, I don't think they had a great sense of time, and I would be telling them over and over again... (laughs) that we needed to leave they needed to do the next thing but it didn't feel urgent to them in any way and Mm -hmm. now they've taken more ownership over it and they'll check on the timer to see how much time they have Mm -hmm. and adjust accordingly interesting i think the major motivation is that if they have time left on the timer they can go to our neighbor's swing which is one of those giant saucer swings Mm -hmm. and get some swinging time in before we leave Mm. if they don't then we just have to go Neil has also suggested we could just teach them to tell time. And we wouldn't need to set a timer. (laughs) They could just know when we leave. Yeah. But- we are not at that level yet. (laughs) (laughs) That
1: makes me feel better because Plum has been in this mode of asking and asking, how many more minutes? When is this? When is this? Mm -hmm. And the clock that we have in our living area is Roman numerals. So Uh, it's really hard. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, maybe I should make a clock for her to look at so she can sort of put it together. But Mm -hmm. if y'all aren't there yet either, I'll just let that be a little while longer. Yeah.
0: We are not. We did have a little bit of time to stop at the swing. I dropped the kids off by bike with our favorite electric assist situation. I biked them close and then watched them walk in up to the door since they're not wanting a lot of people that don't need to be actually up there, up there. Mm -hmm. And then I biked to work. I worked from 9 to noon that day. Normally, I work till 2.00. But I have been having trouble keeping track of my life. And an appointment that I was very sure was on Wednesday is actually on Tuesday. So (laughs) I ended up moving the two hours that I was supposed to work on Tuesday to later into the week so that I'd be able to get home in time for said appointment. (laughs) And at work, I did regular shelving type stuff and was listening to Ready Player One. I actually finished it that morning, which was a re listen for me. Mm -hmm. I read it for the first time five years ago and just as enjoyable this time around. So good. What did your morning look like?
1: We were up before 6 a.m. The cat woke us up, Hmm. but he does that when he hears Pepper. Ah, The cat will typically keep sleeping unless there is a child doing a thing. And sure enough, (laughs) Pepper was up. He had his face pressed against the side of his crib and he was saying, mama, mama. (laughs) Andrew and I both went down. We opened his blinds. It was still dark. Mm -hmm. Then I nursed him and hung out with him while Andrew showered and did a sink full of dishes. And then Plum was still asleep, which was wild. And I took my daily walk. The weather was awesome. This was the first week where things got breezy and started to feel like fall. It's so nice. Wasn't quite there on Tuesday morning, but it was good enough. Mm -hmm. I came back and ate granola for breakfast while Andrew left. The kids wrestled and yelled at me and each other. (laughs) Plum was home from school because there was a potential exposure, and so they were virtual for a short period of time. Mm. So they were really overwhelming me. So I took myself out on the back porch for a break. I said, I'm going outside for a break. You're welcome to join me or you can stand here and yell at each other. And then <laughs> went out and shut the door. Plum can get the door open and Pepper can let me know he wants to come out by bamming on it. So I felt fine <laughs> about that. And at this point, it was only 8 a.m. So we still, had, <laughs> we still had a lot of the morning left. Things did start to move faster as Plum got into her virtual school. The kids asked for tons of snacks and drinks. We played outside and inside. We rode bikes. We did garden stuff. I was feeling very sad about being up so early. Mm. And so I bought some houseplants from our local shop that does porch drop-off. Nice. (laughs) Because I have killed several and I needed some replacements. (laughs) And I also added two more chicks to our replacement chick order. Mm -hmm. because I had gotten an email that morning from the hatchery that said, hey, we have some chicks on sale, and I said, don't mind if I do.
0: (laughs) So how many chicks will you have arriving?
1: Six, if they all make it. Okay. And six hens is the limit for Birmingham, so. Perfect. If we end up all alive, no roosters, we will be good with the law.
0: (laughs) So you said that this was a really early morning for you. How much earlier was it than usual?
1: On a good day, we get to sleep till 6.30, sometimes 7, pre-6 a.m., still dark, felt so much earlier. I mean, in the grand (laughs) scheme, it's probably only like 40 minutes or something, but it was how I
0: felt about it that was really the issue. Yes, it feels like a lot. I am with you. Okay, what about the afternoon, Sarah? I left work at noon, rushed home so I could be ready for our appointment at 12.15. This was our first therapy appointment that Neil and I were having around some parenting issues. We had considered getting therapy for a while, but when we were really seriously looking into it and reaching out to some providers is right when COVID was happening, Mm. and I didn't feel great about starting with a therapist online. That felt overwhelming to me and that I wasn't sure how successful that would be. Mm -hmm. Six months in... Now I do everything online and it feels totally normal. So (laughs) that was no longer a barrier. And some of the challenges we were experiencing felt like they waned a bit over the summer. And then when school started up again, we were seeing a reemergence of that and just both of us felt like we would really benefit from having a neutral party that could see the situation from the outside and then also be in a place where both of us were really thinking about these issues and working together to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And it's not that we ever weren't on the same page, but it's one of those things where one parent feels like they have the capacity to think about this and problem solve, and the other parent may not. And that waxes and wanes who is which parent totally but right now it feels like we're both committing to working through this and how we can best support our kids and each other Mm -hmm. since this was the initial session it was an hour and a half long and went really well i'm feeling very glad we took this step and looking forward to future sessions and working together with a therapist on this that's so good as soon as it was done, I shoveled in some food because didn't have time to eat lunch between work and therapy, mm-hmm. and my kids had a dentist appointment <laughs> at 2.30, so I had to leave as soon as the therapy appointment was done at 1.45, ate for a few minutes, and then bike to school to pick them up to go to the appointment, which I also thought was on Wednesday and was <laughs> wrong Again. I think the problem is that I really thought the 15th was a Wednesday. Mm. So I knew these appointments were on the 15th, but I didn't understand what day the 15th was. (laughs) That was the disconnect.
1: I'm just impressed you made it to both of these appointments, Mm -hmm. despite having forgotten what day of the week they were on.
0: It's a big thank you to the automatic reminders that come for said things. Otherwise, that would not have happened because it was the day before that I realized. Nice. Once I got the kids, they were happy. We had a nice bike ride there. Super easy at the dentist. They were originally supposed to go back in June, but E had had a COVID test that the results hadn't come back for yet. Mm. So we canceled the appointment, of course, so that we wouldn't be potentially exposing anyone. And the first appointment we could get wasn't until September. Mm. But they're still doing where they come out to your vehicle. Get your child and bring them back in, and then bring them back out with whatever paperwork Mm. and information that you need. So that was nice, very straightforward. I sat on the curb next to the bike and read. They were in and out, no cavities. Both were very excited to have received bouncy balls from this occasion. (laughs) Then we made a tactical error, which is that we went by Kroger on the way home. The day before, I had told E that I would buy her Swedish Fish with her allowance money, and I thought I'd be doing that on my way home from work. This is back when I didn't know both appointments were the next day. (laughs) So she kept asking me about it, and I was like, well, there is a Kroger right next to the dentist. We can just pop in, buy the Swedish Fish, and be out. The kids had not been in a grocery store since COVID had started yep. because either Neil or I have just been making the trips on our own because it felt like an unnecessary time for them to be out in the world. Didn't think through the fact that this is the bigger Kroger, not as familiar with the layout, and all the Halloween stuff was out. So mm. that was very distracting to one child in particular. I ended up being able to move us through. We left with some candy. He left also with a stuffed pumpkin that she had to have. <laughs> not how I would spend my allowance money, but it's not mine. <laughs> Finally got home. Kids washed hands, ate said candy, and went out to play with a couple of neighbors. This is the first moment in the day besides the very early morning where I felt like I had any time that wasn't filled with activity and moving from one thing to another. Mm. So, took a deep breath, sat down on the couch. Ate a snack and played some um, boggle. (laughs) I also, at this point, looked up what the metrics committee for our school district had decided because they were making a decision on Tuesday about the next few weeks of school. Felt very horrified, frustrated by the choices that they made, and proceeded to get on a public Facebook group to see all of the reactions (laughs) and people who both shared my view and didn't. Also, dissected the new information with neil
1: for our afternoon we did an early lunch we usually lunch pretty early like around 11 Mm -hmm. i think i maybe started lunch at 10 55 which i realize is not afternoon but sort of how the day is compartmentalized felt like afternoon and it was because we had been up so early yes exactly then i put pepper down for nap he was so tired because he was missing his extra 40 minutes of sleep. Plum in more virtual school. How they have her virtual school set up is some synchronous instruction time in the morning and then some, again, around lunchtime. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the day is asynchronous or just do what you want. Take a walk, play outside, whatever. Mm-hmm. So she did that. And then I read to her a little bit and she started her quiet time. I intended to work. I had tons of emails to send. I was supposed to be writing a story that I had not sent the emails for yet to set up the interviews, <laughs> which I have to set up the interviews so that I can do them and then have them transcribed and then write the actual story. But I just ate a whole bunch of cheese dip and then lay down on
0: the couch and went to sleep. <laughs> it happens.
1: I woke up probably an hour and a half later feeling super grogged out. Pepper was yelling from his bed (laughs) again, so it was the second time that day that I woke up to, mama, (laughs) mama. (laughs) I really still needed to send those emails, so I put on the show for the kids to try to work. Mm -hmm. We have been watching Bluey, which I don't know if I've talked about that on here. Uh It's on Disney+, and it is very sweet, Australian dog family animated, and the episodes are only eight minutes long. Oh. So it's good in some ways because you can say, okay, we're going to watch one Bluey and then it's over. Not if you need to get work done. No. (laughs) This day, it was like, Plum, can you please figure out how to start the next episode on your own? Thank you. And then she did. She was like, don't worry, mom. I know how to start the next one. (laughs) So I was trying to work. But basically what that meant was that Pepper was just crawling all over me, shutting my computer, trying to type. Mm -hmm. I started to feel nervous that he was going to accidentally send an unfinished email Uh, to some random scientist. uh Uh-huh. So then I just gave up. He and I went outside while Plum finished whatever bluey she was on, and then we played outside a little bit more. Then it was time to cook dinner, so I wanted them back inside. I told them they could play on the porch because we have a gate, and it's right there, so it would be safe. Mm -hmm. But of course, they wanted to come in and be all up in my business. Grimace emoji. Toilet emoji. (laughs)
0: On to evening. I started making dinner while listening to A Pod Save America. That is one of the few podcasts that I have been keeping up with in the pandemic, Mm. which is an interesting choice because it's not exactly stress relief, but I feel like it scratches that social media itch for me in the politics Mm. realm. Only I can do it while I'm doing other things. Just hearing other people vent about things that are also frustrating to me meets some need that I have in that arena. Yeah, interesting. Still working on dairy-free meals and made a Moroccan potato salad that I'll go into more detail about in our eating lately. Nice. But preview, it was delicious. (laughs) Knew that the kids likely wouldn't eat that. They have been eating so few of the main meals that we make. So we just have a lot of sliced veggies and fruits available for them to eat. Mm Mm-hmm. That just is what it is. I've stopped worrying about it. <laughs> Neil and I chatted for a few minutes once he was off work. And then I texted with the neighbor and we came out to chat a little bit more about things that were happening in the neighborhood and with our kids. We called the kids in for dinner around 6. This is part of our day. That is often frustrating because I'm not wanting them to come in too soon or they start snacking on all the things and I'm constantly telling them to stop eating the food until their hands are washed and we're all sitting down together. Mm -hmm. But then it is not as fast of a process to wash hands and get napkins and silverware, which is what they need to do before we eat, as one would hope. You'd (laughs) think that that would take two minutes, but it doesn't. So we've been trying to find that balance of calling them in soon enough that they can have the time they need to accomplish these things without neil and i sitting at the table being so frustrated and saying for the 10th time forks and napkins please we need forks and napkins and we'll say that over and over and then they'll walk into the kitchen and say what do we need very infuriating (laughs) yeah (laughs) but family dinner was fine We all sat down, ate the food. The kids wanted to go back out and play. HP asked if I would walk him down to the culvert, which is a few blocks away from where we are. And it's a really big culvert under the street that you can walk underneath. And then there's this public wooded area that's between these streets. So that's nobody's yard. And HP likes to go there to play. So I told him yes. E wanted to come. And then a neighbor wanted to play with the kids, and we said where we were going, and I told him that if his parents said it was okay, he was welcome to come with us. So HP built a treehouse of some variety. He spent most of her time playing in the culvert. I spent my time thinking my own thoughts sitting on a log. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Was nice. And then we went back home to start our bedtime routine. That takes about an hour all said and done. I've also been trying to just expand the time available rather than assume that my children will accomplish something in the amount of time that it would take me Mm -hmm. and that has made it much less stressful just saying you could get this done in two minutes but i know you're not going to so here are 15 (laughs) minutes to do said tasks they also often snack which is probably part of the reason why they're not eating a ton of dinner but i Mm. feel fine about it because the snack options are what's left over from dinner and then they can each have one frozen yogurt tube Mm. which has been of interest of late So they're usually snacking while I'm reading a chapter book to them. We had recently finished the Penderwick series, which I highly recommend, and have been looking for our next Good Read Aloud. This night, we're in the middle of Hank the Cow Dog, which is not my favorite. It was written in the early 80s, and you can tell. Mm. What I can say is that it has provided many opportunities for discussions about masculinity, gender stereotypes and stereotypes of indigenous peoples yikes i am glad we're having those conversations but we will not be reading the rest of the series together (laughs) once i finish reading to them neil does the teeth brushing and actually getting children settled into their room Mm. i am out once reading time is over I should have been reading my book club book because it was only two days away and I wasn't very far in, but wasn't excited about that, spent more time on Facebook dissecting the school metrics decision, played some boggle, and then I got ready and got in bed right around nine. One thing that's been helping me is that HP falls asleep with a sleep story. And Mm -hmm. we have another device that he could use for that, but it loses its charge really quickly. So it's Mm. rarely charged and ready. So I just let him use my phone, which is a nice hard cutoff for Mm. any online activity because I'll give that to him for him to fall asleep. And then I move on to reading a physical book. Read another chapter of Ask Again Yes and then fell asleep before 930. Amazing. How did your evening look?
1: So I was still so groggy. It's something about me taking a nap midday Mm. and not allowing it to come to completion on its own, but being woken Mm. up Mm -hmm. by my yelling toddler that just threw me completely off. Yeah. I had intended to cook something for dinner. I might have even (laughs) tried to start cooking it, but then the kids were being so hanging on to me and whatever that I was like, fine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make ramen noodles with soft boiled eggs, which they love. I mean, it's like a treat for them. <laughs> I love that too. We had that a couple nights ago. <laughs> yeah. And so I got that already. In that time, Andrew got home. So the kids ate dinner while I ranted to him about how annoying it is to try to work without childcare. Fair. And he was just like, yep, it's so hard. And I think the other thing was we had just had in-person school and then we had gone to virtual
0: school. Mm -hmm. This
1: was only the second day of virtual school and I was still clinging to when I had so much more time with only one child.
0: Yeah. And that's why I think the pandemic felt so much harder when we were social distancing and quarantining those first couple weeks Mm -hmm. than it did several months in, because at that point it was acclimated to it. It's like that switch that is so hard to adjust to. So hard. Especially without much warning, which is what happened in your case. So it was Andrew's night
1: to do Plum, and it was my night to do Pepper, so we alternate the kids. Okay. And that's great because the books that we're reading with Pepper are way shorter than the books we're reading with Plum. Mm -hmm. So read some board books, offered for him to nurse, which he's not really doing at that time of day anymore, so I don't think he did, and then plopped him in his bed left him in there and cooked for me and Andrew for dinner, frozen edamame in the microwave and Trader Joe's orange chicken in the toaster oven. Mm. So that ended up being delicious. It was great. We sat down and ate together. We got to talk some more about how hard my life was feeling, which is always nice. And then I was able to send the emails I'd intended to send earlier in the day to arrange the interviews for the story that I'm writing. As I was sending emails, I had a missed call from a friend, and kind of on a whim, I called her back, and we ended up talking for an hour and a half. I don't know the last time I had an hour and a half long phone conversation Mm -hmm. with someone who is not my mom or my sister, Yeah, but it was great, and it felt like enough of a change that it sort of snapped me out of my crank that I had been cultivating all day Mm -hmm. (laughs) since waking up early and then being woken again. And then I read some of the parts of the book that my mom is writing because she had sent them to me and I had been meaning and meaning to do it. But of course, I put it off until the last minute. So that was fun. I was glad to see that. And then I revenge bedtime procrastinated for a long time on my phone because I hadn't felt like I had any time to just do whatever I wanted that day. Yeah. So I did that, played some dragons, looked at Facebook, looked at Instagram, read some things. And then it was really late, and I went to bed to read. I fell asleep pretty fast,
0: mm-hmm.
1: only to be awoken 15 minutes later by the cat yelling again. Oh, no. <sighs> so, this is a problem we need to solve. The cat probably needs more stimulation during the day. Like, we need to get out the toy mm. at 8 p.m., play with him for a good 20 minutes. Let him eat his dinner. And then I think he does better when I go to bed earlier. Ah. Because he like, once people settled in, Uh that's why he tells us about the baby being awake. He's like, all is not right. What's happening with all my people? Mm -hmm. Like a weirdo cat dog.
0: (laughs) So what time were you trying to go to sleep originally before the yowling? Like midnight. That's late, but okay.
1: (laughs) It's totally late, especially since I got up so early. But once he yelled and woke me up, I was awake. So then I read some more. yes. And then finally fell asleep around 1 a.m.
0: That's a long day. (laughs)
1: It was a long, long day. So what was typical about this day for you?
0: It didn't feel too typical because it felt so much busier than usual. I don't usually feel like I'm moving from one thing to another quite as quickly as I did, Mm -hmm. where as soon as I drop the kids off, I'm going to work. As soon as I'm home from work, we had therapy. Then immediately to the dentist, then home. That part of the evening felt pretty normal from... When we got home, but the other parts maybe one of those would be happening a day, not all three of them put together on the morning that Neil is going into work. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say right now what feels typical. This was our second week with our kids going to in-person mm. in person school after starting a year virtually and been something that we've been thinking a lot about, and I have a lot of conflicted feelings. Not a lot of things around that, but it is the decision that we've made. And on this day, it feels like we're still adjusting to that. And also with that ever-looming presence of we could be back online at any moment. Mm-hmm. So I feel less like we're in a settled routine right now and that anything in particular is representative of our life because it all feels so tenuous and that at any moment we could be moving into a new normal. Mm-hmm. Was this very typical for you?
1: This was definitely a weird day because of the extra early wake up, having Plum from school as I already touched on, and then that midday nap. I mean, I almost never fall asleep in the middle of the day. (laughs) It was super weird. Threw everything off. And as I said, I think I almost never talk on the phone for that long, especially Mm -hmm. not when it's unplanned. I mean, I'll make FaceTime dates with people or Skype dates, things like that, and that I do. But just a spontaneous phone call, so unusual, but so fun. I would say the balance of work and family felt pretty much par for the course, Mm -hmm. as was getting woken up by the cat, which is happening a lot, and how (laughs) terrible the hour from 4 to 5 p.m. was. That was all typical,
0: (laughs) unfortunately.
1: So has reflecting on this day highlighted any problems for you or made you want to make any changes?
0: Overall, I think the day went more smoothly than most days. Mm. The weather was great. The kids were of relatively good humor. The therapy helped me put a lot of things in perspective and gave me a lot to ponder. So I think having that midday was such a great reset in my family life that it made the second half of the day better, where often I feel like we're running into some of those conflicts and it felt like we were able to head those off Mm. in a way that I would like to become more typical. (laughs) Nice. I would like to spend less time on my phone reading Facebook comments in a regular day, but (laughs) I also felt totally justified doing that after a big decision around schools in our district was made. Mm -hmm. And I think it was a good way for me to process that. So no regrets, but don't want to be doing (sighs) that every day. (laughs)
1: Reflecting on this day made me acknowledge again something we talked about in the sleep episode, which is how bad I am at getting myself to go to bed. Mm -hmm. A friend and listener recommended blue light glasses after our sleep episode. Mm. And after I had this day, I ordered them to see if that would help. I have been working so much since I got them that I don't know yet. I've just been having to stay up, not staying up of my own volition. Right. (laughs) So I don't know how much they help, but I do notice already that they help my eyes feel less strained Hmm. looking at screens. So that's been nice. Yeah. I also talked some to Andrew about when you go up to bed, can you talk to me a little more about that you're going up to bed and tell me that you want me to come with you and stuff like that (laughs) to see if like the social pressure will Uh help?
0: A little spousal encouragement.
1: A little spousal encouragement. He did try that twice. It didn't help, so
0: (laughs) So, I don't know. (laughs) He's not as influential as one would hope.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And you talking about Facebook and reading comments, I do rely on social media a lot for extrovert-type stimulation. Hmm. And so I think when I have done just kids and work all day, Mm -hmm. it's really hard for me to then give that time up. And so then it just pushes more and more into bedtime. But I don't think it's good. You know, if I wake up early every day, which I do anyway, not this early, but then my sleep just gets less and less. And that makes everything worse. It really does. I wouldn't say I'm a great sleeper. And so I think when I have several nights in a row where I don't sleep very much and then I'm tired, I'm like a baby and I'm overtired and then I sleep more poorly. It's just sort of a... (laughs) reinforcing situation. I feel like I'm in kind of a bad cycle with that. And this day was symptomatic Mm -hmm. of that issue. So I'm thinking a lot about my sleep and how I can do better at that and arrange my day better so that I am getting all the needs met. Yeah. The other thing that this day made me think of is that I really don't want to wish away Pepper's babyhood and toddlerhood but my life will be so much easier when he is more easily entertained by TV or can go to school. Right. (laughs) Right now, there is just not much that will hold his attention for very long. So it is the Pepper Show a lot of my day and it is exhausting.
0: Yeah. As you are, I think you can hold both of those things, not wishing it away, but then still very much looking forward to that aspect of the future. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And things like you saying that, you just sort of did this spontaneous thing to go to a culvert and were able to bring a friend along. Mm-hmm. I mean, that feels so far out of the realm of possibility that mm-hmm. if I am going out with my two children, it is. Do we have the snacks? Do we have the milk? <laughs> we're not going that far away. We're going a few blocks from our house. but We still have all these yeah. stroller and hats and these things that I'm having to hold in my mind. Because Pepper can't do it for himself, Plum is actually pretty responsible at that stuff, but it just feels easier to stay home. But then we end up, you know, at 4.30, everybody's screaming. So I don't know if that's a good idea either.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's just a hard time.
1: It is. And this day was representative of that hard time.
0: And aren't you glad we have now recorded it for you to reflect back on years from now? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, that's the end of our day in the life. Listeners, let us know how your days are going. Let's talk now about what we've been eating. When my mom was here, which was several months ago at this point, we made homemade truffles. I did not know how easy this was. You basically just combine chocolate, maybe butter, maybe heavy cream, vanilla, maybe liqueur. Mm -hmm. And it makes a ganache, which who knew? I had no idea it was that easy to make a ganache. We stuck it in the fridge and then we scooped out the truffles.
0: It's amazing. It was so fun. That sounds amazing. I saw this on the outline and I thought, I need to go eat more food before we start to record because I'm going to (laughs) feel so sad when we get to the end and Abby (laughs) talks about delicious truffles and I'm hungry.
1: Have we talked about this on the pod before? But that's why we do eating lately at the end, because we (laughs) wanted people to listen all the way through to the podcast and not feel so
0: hungry that they would leave to get a snack and not come back. It's true. What have you been eating, Sarah? We had the Moroccan potato salad, which is from the cookbook Vegan Before Six by Mark Bittman. I checked out some vegan cookbooks from the library just to get some inspiration of meals that looked delicious that didn't have dairy. Mm. So it felt like we were in a bean quesadilla eggs and potato rut for a (laughs) while there. And this was delicious. It had roasted peppers and onions and ginger. And then you boil white potatoes and then you drain those, mix it all together. It has a lemon dressing. You add chickpeas to it as well. So it felt really hearty, Mm. but also fresh. I think in the future, I would do half sweet potatoes, half white potatoes, That I think I'd like it better Mm. with that sweet potato added to the roasted peppers and everything else. Nice. But it was really tasty. I will definitely be making it again. Love that. That's all for this episode of Friendlier. It's been great talking with you, Abby, and with all of you listeners.
1: You can find out more about everything we talked about today, including what we're reading and eating in the show notes on our website, friendlierpodcast.com. You can also leave us a comment there or on Instagram at friendlierpodcast, or you can email us
0: friendlierpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, may your books be engaging, your food delicious, and your conversations friendly.
1: I what this? No, no, it's okay. I I can do it myself. I promise I can. (laughs) I'm the one editing this, so it'll be my problem to solve.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm losing my train of
1: thought. This is a hard episode to keep a train of thought on. I feel like (laughs) I agree. I don't even know what I said. Maybe I'll I'll just start that part over.